G here with you until the 10 o'clock WGN News broadcast. And joining us now to talk about resiliency during Holy Week. This is a Holy Week and Holy Month for observers from many faiths. Joining us is Reverend Kevin Massey. He's the System Vice President for Mission and Spiritual Care for Advocate Aurora Health. Hi, Reverend. How are you? I am fine, G, and please call me Kevin. Okay. Uh, Kevin, you're staying safe and you're very well, you and your family. Yes, thank you. And, and you, how are, how are you doing? Very well. Um, you are an essential worker, so thank you for that. Um, for folks like you who are in your position, can you describe what your job entails? Well, my job is to actually to lead a really great team of chaplains, you know, across our whole organization who are doing just amazing work right now. And I'm just so grateful for all of the essential workers of every field. And, you know, obviously a big, a big shout out to all the healthcare workers right now who are our heroes. And there are chaplains pretty much with most hospital systems, right? Many, you know, I'd say most hospitals do have chaplains. And, you know, the job of a chaplain, you know, is to really help people to use their own sources of, of spirituality and, and faith traditions as a, as a source of strength in, a, in a, a, time, a time of hardship, like being in the hospital and something like that. And also for our team members, you know, the same thing, and being of support to them in the very difficult work that they do. Have you been meeting with families in person, or have, has it gone all virtual at this point? A lot of our work has gone virtual. A lot of our chaplains are calling patients and talking to them into the, in their rooms. And a lot of our chaplains even work in the hospital. You know, they may be working, you know, talking to patients in that way. And, you know, we've, we've found that there really, are, there really are great and useful ways to connect with people that way. You know, certainly it's not the way we want to work, the way we, we want it to work, but it, it does work. So we've been really pleased to be able to help people in this very challenging time that way. My assumption would be that chaplains at hospitals would only support patients and patients' families, but it sounds like you also provide support for the team and coworkers as well. We actually find that more of our help is given to team members who are like, you know, nurses, doctors, environmental service workers, all the people in the hospital, you know, even more so than we do with our, the patients and the family. Because, you know, it's, it's challenging to work, especially in times like these. You know, people are, people are themselves burdened and under a lot of stress and anxiety. And having a chaplain around to, to be able to talk to can be a great support to that. Now, Reverend Massey, sorry, Kevin, you actually worked at Ground Zero during uh, and after after nine eleven. I did. You know, I, I was very privileged to be one of many people that worked in that operation, and um, you know, I, I worked actually in one of one of the temporary morgues at Ground Zero as 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 a chaplain. Very very hard work, obviously. And, and I'll, I'll tell you that when I think back about sort of how did I feel in those days, I feel these days very, very similar. These days are very similar to those. You know, these, these days, you know, we, we feel like at that time, we felt uncertain about what was next. We feel that now, too. We were afraid and anxious. We feel that now, too. And at, at the same time, there was, was there not a spirit of unity that drew people together at that time? And I see that happening now all, all over the place as well. You know, and, 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 and here's another important thing. In those days, you know, people put themselves in harm's way to recover our lost with dignity. And the health burden of people that worked at Ground Zero it continues to this day. 
you know, we, we, we hear about that. But in these challenging days, then we've got our healthcare workers of every kind, you know, caring for our patients and families with courage and skill. And, and you know, so I really feel, I really feel like in, in some ways it's, 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 it's a return back to those days. And I'm hoping that what we can see from it is really a return to the better things that happened in the, in the aftermath of those terrible days. Do you mind me asking what you were doing, what sort of work you were doing at Ground Zero? You know what I did was I was a chaplain in in what was called the the um, temporary morgue, and you know I, I I I don't talk about the details of the things we saw and the things that we did in that time. What I did was really similar to what a lot of our chaplains in the hospitals do now, which is to provide support to the firefighters, the you know the the di- different people working in that morgue who were doing that very different reco- that very difficult re- recovery work at that time. Um, resilience is a theme that you feel is very prominent right now, back even uh, during 9-11 and especially now as well. And you know, you know, when I think about resiliency, what I what I want to always kind of think about is that it's the human capacity to bounce back in times of adversity and challenge. You know, we we are certainly affected by bad things that happen to us. You know, I I was certainly affected by the the experience of working at Ground Zero. We certainly grieve and have strong emotions, such as what many of us are going through right now. But we spring back. To be deeply affected does not mean that we are defeated. And it turns out that resilience can be bolstered through practices of self-care and self-nurture and seeking human connectivity. We can all do that, and I'm excited to see all the ways people are doing that right now. Um, What are some of the ways that you uh, recommend? What are some ways you can practice resiliency? Well, you know, for, for bolstering resiliency, what I like to think about is, is like this, okay? You know, when you imagine, like, you know, you know we are all, you know, we are, we're, you're a human being, I'm a human being. Our human being is really kind of built of numerous intersecting beings. You've got your physical being, you're a spiritual being, you're an emotional being, you're a social being. All of those beings intersect to make your human being. And you can feed and nurture and care for each of those distinct beings, and they then all work together to kind of hold you up. You know, if I get sick in my human, my physical being, I, I get brought down a little bit. But if my spiritual being and my relational being are strong, they can kind of hold me up. So feed and nurture all of those, all of those different beings. Think about little things you can do to take care of yourself, even to the point I'd say, you know, right now, Every one of us, let's pamper ourselves. Whatever that little thing is for you that you like to do to make yourself feel that little bit better, now is the time to do it because in so doing, we are kind of nurturing those beings, bolstering our resiliency, and helping ourselves kind of bounce back when we're brought low by these difficult, challenging days we're going through. So you're a pastor, but you're saying a little bit of indulgence isn't a bad thing right now. No, it's not. You know, just just like you had very gifted, you had a very gifted doctor on earlier was talking about. You know, it's not about what's right or wrong. You know, there is no right or wrong. You know what? You know anything anything to extreme is wrong. You know whatever the things are that you have in your life. For me, I'll tell you, you know what it is for me. It's cooking. I love to cook, and when I cook, I cook just like a cooking show. You know, I measure out all my ingredients. That's called your mise en place. You know, I love doing it, and it makes me feel good. So, so whatever those little things are in your life, whether it's going for a walk, some reflective practice like prayer or meditation, music, whatever it is for you, doesn't matter. It's it's what's right for you. Every one of us, let's take the time to kind of do those in these days to build up that resiliency in these very challenging times.
Talking with uh, Reverend Kevin Massey, it sounds like resilience, a big part of it is sort of understanding that this too shall pass, which is one of my favorite sayings. And anytime I have a difficult time in my life, that's the saying that I say to myself, because I know it's going to be true, that this is not going to last forever. And it sounds like resiliency is really important in order to get through difficult times. And do you find it interesting that how interesting that this is intersecting with such a holy week and a holy month for so many people? Well, it is interesting. Think about everything that's going on, you know, with with all kinds of different people of a variety of faiths. You know, Christians are celebrating Holy Week. You know, Good Good Fridays tomorrow, Easter's on Sunday. Our Jewish friends tonight are having their second night of Passover, and in just a couple weeks, our Muslim friends are beginning the holy month of Ramadan. And all of these are cherished holidays. You know, that that means so much to the people who observe them, and they're happening now in a time when we really can't, you know, celebrate them the way we're used to, and that 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 hurts. It really does hurt. And and I really believe that actually observing all of these holidays with resiliency, in in fact, in a certain way, it really means to acknowledge and not minimize how much of a loss it is. You know, it is hard. So we acknowledge that. And at the same time, I kind of think that observing these holidays with resiliency means doing something little to observe them. You know, if we did not mark them at all, if we ignored that they're happening, that just makes us more helpless. So do anything to market. You know, there's Jewish families that are doing great Seder gatherings by Zoom. They never thought they were going to do that. You know, churches are doing things like recording videos and sending them out to people. I'm going to be just so interested to see how our Muslim friends do creative ways to bring people together for Ramadan. But the point of resilience is they're going to. They're going to find it. They're going to, they're going to invent it. And, and we're going to see then how, how all of these observances and these various people of faith are not defeated by what's happening. And even, then, even though our, our, our cherished holidays are are going to be different this year, we're going to do something to kind of bring them through. And that's a testament to how resilient communities find ways through tough times. So carry on, make sure that you mark your religious observance, uh, make sure that you make the time to somehow connect socially, because I know a lot of people are feeling really disappointed that they can't do their traditions with the family members and the loved ones and physically be in their places of worship uh, right now. It's very disappointing, you know. I mean, you know, I just in my own in my own life, you know, today is Maundy Thursday. I'm, I'm Lutheran. That's a really big day for for Lutherans and some other other Christian denominations, and and it's one of my favorite. I, I, I there are things that we do on Maundy Thursday, like the washing of the feet. It's one of my favorite days, and I'm just you know I didn't get to observe it this year. And it, and again, acknowledge that it hurts. It does, and then do little things to kind of observe it. So I had my own my own personal devotions for it today. I'll listen and watch. Watch some of the other other you know recorded church services to kind of do that for for my tradition and and right and so doing you know it's not the way I wanted to but but it, it you know I did get to market in some little way and to finish up uh, our conversation there's a lot of synergy and uh, bringing out connectedness between all the different faith groups where this week and this month is a very very holy for them including people that are just spiritual and including people that are non-believers do you see a synergy here I see a synergy, right, and it's not just, you know, as you said, it's not just among, you know, the different faith groups. I actually see everyone making those little bit of gestures to be hospitable. I was walking walking along on a sidewalk today wearing my mask, because I wear my mask when I'm outside, and I saw another person wearing a mask, 
and we both said hi. And I thought, I don't know that that happens every day. And yet we're doing it. We're doing those little reach outs to connect to each other and be, be kinder, be more hospitable. Again, these challenges have the capacity to bring out a unity that times of challenge do. And, you know, our sort of better nature is to actually go there and be intentional about making that happen. People of, of, every, of every faith tradition, people of no explicit religious background, just people of goodwill. Let's all of us just band together and bolster our resiliency. And as you said, this too shall pass. And on the other side of it, we will gather and gather in groups when appropriate, when, when, when encouraged, and, and be together again. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Reverend Kevin Massey is Assistant Vice President for Mission and Spiritual Care for Advocate Aurora Health. Thank you so much for your message on resiliency and also how it makes sure that we can overcome hardship all together. Thanks, Kevin. You're welcome, G. Thank you for bringing this message to your listeners.